This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're going to do some money in politics. We've got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. We've got Steve Moore, FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and... WABC radio host, more money following this show on most of these same stations. Welcome back, kids. So, Steve Moore, I'm going to start with you. The economy is booming. Inflation is coming down, way down. The stock market is booming. And Joe Biden's running for re-election. He should be running on the economy. Big dope that he is. He doesn't even talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's going on here? I mean, you're you're in a, basically almost a non-inflationary boom. So uh, I thought you you nailed this last night or the night before. I get days mixed up, but uh, where you really addressed this on your TV show, the number one rated show and uh, business TV, where you basically pointed out that so much of this is being driven by government. Yeah, and government really is the fastest growing sector of the economy. Uh, now, look, the you know things are better, no question about it. But there's a big problem when you have the, the sector of the economy that we should be shrinking because we're running trillion and a half dollar deficits, and that's growing. And it's it's not it's both the expenditures and the employment. You know, government employment at the mm -hmm. state, federal, and local level is growing a lot. That's problem number one. That this just isn't sustainable. Is it? It's it's like having termites in the basement, saying everything's just wonderful. The other problem is that if you look at what's happened to median income in the United States, and, mm -hmm. and you guys know that's people in the exact middle on the income spectrum, their wages and salaries are still running about 3% lower, mm -hmm. lower in real terms than when Donald Trump left office. So that means that the average family has lost, I don't know, about 2000 to $2,500 in real income. How is that? How is that a boom for middle America? Final point. There is a reason why two out of three workers and families and respondents to polls are saying that they're not feeling the love for this economy because they're not feeling the gains. They're feeling poor as a result of, of Biden's policies. So the question, Liz, is whether the affordability crisis that we've talked about continues uh, because uh, real wages are rising in recent months yep. as the inflation comes down and the jobs are holding up. So that's going to be the big question. Right. Uh, it, it's just interesting to me that Biden doesn't know how to sell. I mean, he's starting to get it out there. Uh, his people, Janet Yellen, are starting to get out there, but they don't really know how to sell a better economy. But the economy is better. There's no, we, we could talk about the explanations and the causes and whatever, but it is getting better. Yeah, but so I think you make a really interesting point. He has been talking up Bidenomics, right? I mean, mm. and, and we've all been sort of scornful of that. So it isn't like he hasn't paid attention to the economy and tried to convince people 
that the economy is doing well. But, Larry, think about what really in specific he really touts as his achievements on the economy. Probably number one is climate. And we saw that, again, raise its ugly head yesterday when he decided uh, to halt uh, the (laughs) addition of incremental LNG export terminals, which has to be. I'm writing a piece calling it the dumbest thing they've done yet. And (laughs) that's pretty competitive territory. So, uh, you know, I I really... By the way, from a TikTok influencer. Yeah. So so the middle class is 60% of expected voters. That's pretty astonishing. People forget. I'm talking about working class Americans. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that Biden talks about, and by the way, it's more in swing states. So he really needs those votes. The other thing he talks about a lot is manufacturing. Guess what? Manufacturing is not doing well. I mean, it's actually been declining. I've said before on your program, and it's true, the number of manufacturing jobs right now in the United States is actually just almost exactly the same as it was in the fourth quarter of 2019. So for all that he keeps talking about, America's back and America's making things, we're not. I mean, that's just a complete fiction. Now, if he continues with government-funded expansion of industries that don't need government assistance like semiconductors yeah i think eventually you'll see that that does create some jobs not a huge number because they're very automated plants and small plants but i do think that may be down the road but what americans are looking at in that category the middle class or working class or whatever they don't see much improvement in their lives and i think that uh you know they're not big ev buyers folks and that's kind of a problem for joe biden he should, you know, stop talking about Bidenomics, which is like Herbert Hoover. He should change it to being in favor of Reaganomics. Yeah, that'll that'll not I'm, happen. <laughs> I'm running on Reaganomics, but he doesn't like. He attacked rich people again, Steve, and he attacked the Trump tax cuts again this week. Instead of touting the economy, he's attacking the Trump tax cuts, which probably are contributing to the economy because they never repealed the corporate tax cut. In fact, they didn't repeal hardly any of the tax cuts. Still out there. Yeah, that's pumped a lot of adrenaline in the economy, and it's clearly clearly his second-term agenda, God forbid if he gets one, mm-hmm. is to repeal everything on the Trump, not just repeal the Trump tax cut, but they want to raise tax, they want to raise the dividend tax, the capital gains tax, the income tax rates, the small business rate. They want to tax unrealized capital gains. It will be it will be a bloodbath for the economy if Biden goes forward. And by the way, I'm not making this stuff up. It's in the budget proposal that he came out yeah. with, mm. uh, you know, last year. So th- that's a big one. The other thing is, you know, Liz mentioned quite correctly how absolutely crazy his energy policy is it it's it's you know we should be exporting way way more natural gas and we should be exporting way way more oil like we were doing under trump and then the other thing i'm just so mystified by this i don't understand why the democrats are so pro illegal immigration it's Mm. it's the craziest thing they will do nothing and now they say oh we need a comprehensive immigration strategy no we don't we need to control the border for god's sakes and they refuse to do it even though this is like (laughs) this is just killing them politically so the the senate deal which is not on paper there's no i'm against it i'm against it yeah i mean they're gonna let in five to eight thousand a day yeah. I don't think that's a deal. I mean, I don't no, think that's a very good not. deal. Uh, and they're going to give work permits away and all the rest of it. They're going to have lawyers, public lawyers, defend them in the asylum hearings. I mean, I don't get that. But I just 
it's going to be a big shootout between the House and the Senate. I don't know if the Senate, there's conservative Republicans, about 25 of them, probably going to be against it, but I don't know. <coughs> the deal is cooking, Liz. Five to, I, I don't know what the exact numbers Terrible. are going to be, but five to 8,000 illegals will be permitted into the country under this deal. Is that a good deal? Well, look, I, I, I think you have to go back to Biden. Uh, the White House keeps talking about, oh, if only Republicans had passed our 2021 bill, but day one of our administration, we offered up, you know, sensible immigration reform. You know what the name of that bill was? It was the 2021 citizenship bill. It was all about literally making citizens, allowing a path to citizenship of every person in the country illegally. That was never going to fly. They knew it wasn't going to fly. And there are elements of that bill that are showing up in what we think is the proposal on the table now. It's not going to fly. I mean, and it is now being portrayed as obstinate Republicans holding out to keep this a festering wound so that uh, Donald Trump can run on it. Uh, It's not that. It's that it's a lousy deal if it indeed incorporates what you're talking about. And, you know, let's talk again about working class Americans. It used to be the case that unions in particular, uh, union leadership was really opposed to unmitigated immigration because it brought down lower end wages. Guess what? That is still an issue. And Hmm. I think when you start talking to black voters about how uh, uneducated people are coming in and taking an awful lot of jobs that teenagers can get and that people right out of school can get and stuff. And believe me, that's what's happening. Uh, People without high school degrees are competing legal citizens with this eight million people who come into the country since Biden took office. That's a real negative in terms of voters and yeah. particularly, again, the voters that Joe Biden wants to win over. And by the way, Larry, it's not just, a, you know, it's not just an economic issue, which it is. Um, the fact is, you know, as a political matter, Donald Trump is right. You know, mm-hmm. build the wall, control the border. This is not a complicated issue for the American people. Joe Biden has yeah. zero, zero credibility with the American people on this. I mean, when you have when you have uh, video of Joe Biden's border enforcement, quote, enforcement people cutting with cutting the fences so they can come in. I mean, I think the Republicans should make no deal whatsoever with with Biden, say we have a deal. It's H.R. 2, the bill that passed the House back in what it was January or February that that takes, you know, dramatic uh, steps to stop the flow of illegal immigration. And by the way, I'm pro-immigration. I think immigrants mm-hmm. are great for the country, but they got to come in legally. So I don't want any deal, Larry. And Trump is right. You want to solve the immigration problem? The Supreme Court made it very clear. You've got to get a new president. And every American knows that Donald Trump will solve this problem. Yeah, yeah it's the strongest. That's right. But they're going to say, and and I, I, Kevin Kramer was out earlier, and he's a pretty conservative senator. But, but I think the argument is going to be cutting it from 10,000 a day to 5,000 a day is a big <laughs> it's deal. Ridiculous. I mean, it, I know that's it's what ridiculous. they're going to say. Get ready. Senate Republicans. Wait, what's that sound I hear? Squish, squish. Yeah, squish, really? I mean, how, did, how does anyone think that's solving the problem? It is not solving the problem. We are supposed to be a nation of laws and you don't have to be a lunatic to think that that also applies to the southern border. But to to Steve's point, the visual of Joe Biden attacking Governor Abbott and kind of threatening that the military is going to confront 
the National Guard, Texas's National Guard. Are you kidding? And they're like, what, 10 states now also sending National Guard? Are we going to have a civil war? People fighting over the border? This is Mm -hmm. this is truly insane. I mean, they're fighting over barbed wire. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's nuts. All right. I just love this. No deal. Uh, No deal. I'm with you. No deal. Debt and uh, debt and deficits. We're living on borrowed time. I'm Kudlow. We're going to stations. I'll be right back, kids. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works, and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host. More money following this station on most of these same stations. Um, let's talk about the presidential race. Let's talk about an interesting column um, by Kim uh, Strassel, basically asking what is... Nikki Haley's predicate. What is she running on? The Wall Street Journal editorial page, which smashes Trump at every turn, but they mm-hmm. hinted at the same thing this week. Like, what are you running on? Why do you want to be president? Steve Moore, why does she want to be president? I'm not sure I understand any of it. Look, I mean, she's gotten soundly defeated in the first two states. I do think it's, I think it's, it's her right to stay in the race. I mean, maybe there's a slim, slim... Uh, avenue for her. Uh, I didn't like Trump's trashing her after that speech, and he gave such a great speech after the Iowa thing. Uh, but look, she's out after South Carolina. There's no, you know, that's in the southern states, Trump is unbelievably popular. I mean, unbelievably popular. So I, I'm not disturbed by the fact that she's still in. Uh, she's got a lot of big money from a lot of your friends, Larry, that are that's <laughs> sweeping into her coffers to keep her in the race. But look, the bottom line is that it is Donald Trump who's going to re- be the Republican nominee. Uh, and, you know, if we had been sitting here a year ago, there was a lot about a lot of doubt about whether Trump could put it back together again. Boy, has he in a big, big way. Well, it's just yeah, it's just Liz that I think. Nikki Haley never had, like, Trump ran corporate tax cuts, the border. Um, Steve Forbes, we're talking about this on the TV show last night. You know, Steve Forbes ran on a flat tax. Steve Forbes ran on, you know, reforming Social Security by allowing investment choices. Younger people could invest. Um, Ronald Reagan ran on tax cuts and, you know, defeating the Soviet Union's uh, communism. I never could figure out, Liz, what exactly Nikki Haley was running on. And I think that's hurt her quite a bit. Well, I I think I thought Kim's article was actually excellent. Like like Steve, 
she doesn't bash Haley for continuing in the race, pointing out that, you know, the margin of victory in the last uh, two states by Donald Trump, uh, in, in terms of the, the matchup of, of um, delegates right now, Trump is no further ahead than most people coming into this period of the race. So there's no reason for her to get out really at this point. But but like the editorial page, she kind of goes after Haley for not having a clear message. What is to your point, what is she running for? And and actually, it surprises me because I think as uh, the only woman in the race, she could have definitely picked up on Glenn Youngkin's uh, protection of families, protection of education, school choice. Trump is for school choice, but he doesn't really make it a top liner. And I think for a lot of Americans, it is a top liner. Mm -hmm. uh, she also obviously is more aggressive on uh, China and so forth. But her problem with that is, Trump's been there. He did that. He mm. was the initial uh, instigator, right. or he right. kind of woke people up to China's bad behavior. So, it, you know, that's kind of a follow-on for Haley. And, and so I think it's true. I think she needs to lay out her path, and if not now, when? Because to Steve's point, you know, the, I think that the margin in South Carolina has narrowed slightly, but, boy, it's still 25 points or something. And that's her home state. It's going to look terrible if she gets if the if the polls are even remotely right, that's going to look pretty bad. But so the, the way, thing I is, was, you know, the thing is that um, the one important point is I didn't like Trump trashing her. I was just uh, going to say, I be, echo you know, that because, 100%. Because he needs, he's going to need those voters, Larry. He needs those yeah. voters to win. And he won those voters in 2016, and he, he lost a number of them in 2020. So I, I just don't see the... You know, the calculus there, by the way, the one big issue that, you know, uh, Nikki Haley made a big deal out of was cutting Social Security benefits. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many yeah. times do Republicans have to learn their lesson that they're going to get, you know, completely burned at the state for t politically for talking about cutting Social Security benefits? Steve Forbes is right. We should make a better deal, not a worse deal for people. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not introduce? Why not introduce approved? exchange funds for stocks yes. and bonds yes why not introduce that you want to help young people why not yeah. it's a good it's yeah. a great campaign issue and also right. look trump owns the border issue right i mean that is now the number yeah. one issue in the country i'm not sure there's anything nikki haley could do about that but she didn't do much about that early in, and neither did DeSantis. i mean it's just trump's issue well, and I think the other big issue is the economy. And she hasn't really offered up anything particularly noteworthy about the economy. Yeah. I want to echo what Steve said about him hitting down at Nikki. He is the front runner. He doesn't need to do that. And right. just like a corporate CEO looks smaller if he right. beats up on his direct reports, it makes Trump look smaller. And, and you know, I, I don't know if he can help himself, but this is not helping him. And Going back to our conversation about, look, independents are 40 percent of the electorate. You're not going to win just with Republican votes. So bashing the people who are inclined, saying you're going to exclude people who back Nikki yeah. Haley from your MAGA world. Give me a break. It's a dumb idea. So after, I after wish South after South Carolina, he'll go back to the unity. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I hope so. That's the way I mean, this is going to work. Yeah, yeah Remember, I hope so. The you know, front runners always quarrel with challengers. John F. Kennedy took LBJ. I mean, they hated each other. I mean, I I don't get that excited about it. Uh, you know, she heckled him 
about his yeah. age. She heckled him about forgetting some congressman's name. So he, he kind of got teed off at that. I sort of liked watching him get teed off. I don't know. He's a Queens fighter. I just, that's the way he is. Now, I think train, that, train that venom on, on Joe Biden, though. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's, yeah. that's what we need to do. Because, man, Absolutely. four more years under Joe Biden, it's unconscious. I can't even imagine it, truly. There's so many things going wrong, and they're going to go wrong again, despite having a couple of good quarters of growth. Debt and deficits. We're living on borrowed time, Steve Moore. I know this is, you love this stuff, but I think you may have it right now. <laughs> debt and deficits. Yeah. Even, even I think it's getting out of hand. Even I yeah. and I have I love debt, but I think it's getting out of hand. <laughs> anyway, shrink shrink the government, grow the private sector. I agree. Drain the swamp. Liz Peak, best of the best. <laughs> Steve Moore's radio show. More money coming up right after this show on most of these same stations. Thanks to both of you, folks. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend. <laughs>